Welcome to the very first episode of the Bow Hunting Soul podcast. Uh, my name is Emmer Oric, and I am your host. A little bit about me: I am uh, 44 years old, uh, married, have a six-year-old daughter. I live in Minnesota, and we're buried in snow right now. And I'm an archery nut. I love, uh, obviously, we can tell by the name of the podcast. I love bow hunting. I love all kinds of hunting. But my heart's in, in, in bow hunting. Not that I'm always that very successful as a bow hunter, but I just love archery to death. I, I, I shoot my bows every day. A um, little bit more about me. I actually work as a mechanic in, uh, in, a, a, on a race team. In a, we race in a series that you probably never even heard about or even care about. It's called the Trans Am Series. And no, we don't race... Pontiac Trans Ams. A little bit of racing history there for you is, uh, (coughs) excuse me, the race, uh, the car, the Pontiac Trans Am was actually named after the race series, which had its inception in 1960. So anyway, that's a little bit of uh, racing trivia there for you if you didn't know. I work for a company or a team called Durhog Motorsports. I've been there probably, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years, I think, something like that. And I'm a crew chief for one of the cars. We race Corvettes. They are, uh, you know, tube frame, you know, purpose-built race cars with, uh, you know, carbon fiber, you know, Corvette body on it. Nothing about it is Corvette except for the taillights and mirrors. And I travel a lot. Uh, probably gone, I'm going to say, for at least 40% of the year, you know, maybe 50, maybe not that high, but I'm gone a lot. And it's, you know, it's really tough being on the road so much because you know, I get to miss out on a lot of things, you know, anniversaries and birthdays and, uh, you know, doctor's appointments and recitals and, you know, teacher meetings and, and all host of stuff. Now, you may be wondering, why does a guy who is so busy and stressed for time want to start a podcast and, you know, have something take up a little more time? Well, first of all, I'm going to do this in my car. Uh, it's, you know, on my morning, you know, commute, to work, uh, to the shop. I've got about a 20, 25 minute commute. And I think, well, you know, I can get down uh, on, on a voice recorder some things I want to say or need to say or love talking about. I told you I'm an archery nut and I really, really get into the minutia of, of tuning and why a bow and arrow, you know, why they do what they do and how they fly, you know, arrows fly the way they fly. I really like that. Now, I'm probably about 95% traditional. I have uh, three recurves. Uh, would love to get a longbow. I, I, like, I just like traditional archery. I have a compound. It's a 2011 Elite Pure. I shoot, in fact, I shot it this morning. I shoot it probably, I don't know, once every few months. And after about a dozen arrows, I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. But I, I, I get the same thrill or as big a thrill on my 100th arrow or 200th arrow with my trad bow as I do with my first arrow. Every time I walk down, you know, shoot like five or six out of the quiver, I walk down to the target bale and I start pulling those arrows out and and on my walk back, I'm getting giddy again because I get to shoot my trad bows again. So that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, what I really, where my passion lies. I geek out on the technicalities of archery and of tuning, both um, both for for compounds 
and on my trad bow. Now, you're gonna hear a lot of people say, especially with traditional, it's just a stick and a string. You know, don't overcomplicate it. You know what? Bullshit. It's not just a strict stick and a string. It is, but there's actual physics and actual math that goes on behind the scenes that, that, that applies to making a projectile fly, fly through the air perfectly. You can say that it's super simple and you can avoid things like, like tuning and, and, and you know trying to get perfect aeroflight and, and, and whatnot, but that doesn't mean that those things don't exist in the background just, just because you choose to ignore them. So I choose not to ignore them. I love that kind of stuff. I probably tune on my trad bows as much or, or more than I ever did on my compound. And I work on, you know, on all my own stuff. So what's this channel going to be about? This channel um, is going to be about a, a, a bunch of things. One, uh, it's my ideas and my takes and my explanations on certain concepts in archery that I don't think are explained in other podcasts. Now, I'm a podcast junkie. I probably listen to 25, 30 of these things uh, every week. I've got an earbud in my ear, you know, at least one earbud, uh, probably, you know, like every day. You know, I, I don't do it at the track, obviously, but... When we're in the shop, uh, or all day long, I've pretty much got something in my ear. I'm, I'm listening to mostly, uh, you know, bow hunting or archery uh, podcasts. And then I'll listen to, you know, Jocko and, and Joe Rogan and uh, a couple other, you know, like entrepreneur-minded kind of things. And But um, when it comes to archery and, and bow hunting and outdoors and things like that. There's a lot of concepts. There's a lot of things that are not explained very well by other podcasts. Now, I've been accused of over-explaining things. My wife thinks I over-explain things and I, you know, I just reiterate things way too many times. But you know what? That's the way I learn. That's the way it's like drilled into my head. And I know there's other people out there that may, you know, may, may listen to some somebody talk about uh, something but they just kind of gloss over it or you know they assume that everyone knows what they're talking about and for the newbie or or even for the person that's like like newly exposed to whatever it is that they're talking about they may not they may not get it so i think maybe i'm going to try and put a different uh not a different spin on it but try to explain things in a little more detail perhaps um there's also a lot of myths in archery that just keep getting perpetuated by people who don't know what they're talking about. Like the, you know, like when you hear someone talk about uh, Archer's Paradox, but they're shooting a compound bow. Guess what? There is no Archer's Paradox when you're shooting a compound bow. And we'll get into all this stuff. Uh, there's a lot of tuning type stuff that's not explained very well in detail. Um, I shoot every day. Even if it's just one or two arrows, and it's never just one or two arrows, but I shoot every day. I'm lucky enough to live like two minutes away from an indoor uh, archery range, which has a twenty, you know, twenty-yard, uh, uh, you know, indoor range, and you know, ten minutes away, not even, yeah, maybe ten minutes, like door to door or parking lot to, to garage kind of thing, um, where it's an outdoor kind of walking range and it's got elevated platforms and 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 whatnot, and I'll do that, in, you know, in the spring and summer. Right now we're buried in about, you know, six feet worth of snow. And, you know, in my house, I will shoot. In my basement, I have downward kind of, you know, from one corner of the basement to the other. It goes down a couple steps, kind of angled, but I have you know, 13 yards is what I can get there. And that's that's plenty for me for uh, just practicing form and, 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 and getting shots off. And, and that's, that's with my traditional bows. I don't shoot my compound inside. 
It's just with my trad bows, just to stay current because I, because I love shooting the thing so much. So um, getting back to what this is going to be about. Well, we're going to go through a lot of these concepts. We're going to go through a lot of tuning. We're going to go through uh, some uh, myth busting, some misconceptions. We're going to do some gear reviews. Now, I'm not going to be doing gear reviews of the latest and greatest, uh, you know, Techno Wonder fabrics or anything like that because I don't have those. I mean, I buy, you know, some some technical clothing, let's say, but, you know, like discounted and they're probably years old. You know, I'm still wearing my own compadre jacket I bought four years ago and I love the thing. Um, my bows, you know, I can do reviews on my bows because they're also, well, my, my compound's not sold anymore, but all, all the bows I shoot are still sold. The arrows are still sold. The boots I use are still sold. And, you know, it's not going to be, like I said, oh, I just got this in. I'm going to do a review on it. No, this is stuff I've been using for years. And it may be older equipment, but guess what? There's a lot of us out there that can't afford the latest and greatest and drop $2,000 on a brand new, you know, high-tech uh, uh, hunting, uh, you know, apparel and gear and whatnot. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that because they're amazing stuff. But there's a lot of things out there that people use and recycle and use in different ways and, and hand-me-downs and things like that where, you know, if, if you can find some of this stuff on sale or, or, or discounted or used, then it's worth knowing if the thing is worth a damn or not. Another uh, piece that we're going to talk about for me is the food. I absolutely am 100%. I hunt I hunt for the experience and I hunt for food. Um, if you are looking, well, let me back it up. What this podcast is not about is it's not about antlers. If you are looking for a podcast to talk about G2s and G4s and G5s and Learjets, I, I can't tell you, this is not your podcast. They go somewhere else, go listen to something else. I absolutely do not understand horn porn. I don't understand the fascination with antlers. I don't get it. I don't think there's anything special about them. I cannot wrap my head around how much people pay for taxidermy. It blew my mind. I thought, before I knew, I thought taxidermy was like, you know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Lo and behold, I found out the good, quote unquote, and I don't know good taxidermy from bad because they all look kind of goofy to me. Uh, good taxidermy apparently starts at about six, $700 and goes up for there. That I, absolutely blows my mind. So this is not your podcast. There's plenty of other podcasts out there to talk about scores. I think score, uh, talking about score is demeaning and abhorrent. I, I just, uh, sorry, I, I don't get it. Um, when I see deer, when I see, you know, anything, deer, doe, buck, all I hear in the back in the background is meat sizzling on the grill. I hear a grinder going. I hear the sausage stuffer going. I hear, uh, um, you know, a simmering shoulder in a in, in a Dutch oven. I don't I don't see anything that has to do with bone. So this podcast is going to talk a lot about food. I process all my own uh, all my own deer and all my own you know other animals. Other animals being small game. I haven't shot anything else other than pig. I've shot pigs. Um, <clears throat> now, full disclosure, I have, I have yet to put an arrow uh, out of my, any of my traditional stuff through a big game animal. Um, I've got a lot of stuff. Of, you know, I've shot a lot of deer, you know, mostly with rifles. Um, 
you know, pigs, you know, pigs and deer, basically, with rifles, uh, muzzle loader, you know, of all of all sorts, you know, and I and I and I like hunting with those things as well, um, but but not all that often. I like my muzzle loader more than my rifle. The rifle just seems too easy, you know. If they're there, you know, if the deer happen to be there, they're going down. I don't find any skill in that, but I find more enjoyment, more fun walking around and hunting small game, like like squirrel hunting with my bow and arrow, than I do, uh, you know, just sitting around with a rifle in my hand waiting for a deer to walk by. I know that sounds stupid, but that's, you know, that's just the way it is. So I will dabble on some other, you know, some other weapons. We will not be talking about crossbows because crossbows are not archery. They're not bows. Um, and I will go on a rant about those at some future time, but I don't feel like getting riled up about it right now. Uh, what else can we talk about? Well, like I said, I covered uh, muzzle loaders, rifles, mostly bows. You're probably going to hear me rattle on a lot about um, my personal bows right now. I've got three, like I said. I have a, a, a 2018 um, Bear 59 Kodiak. It's, it's a remake of the, the, the original 59 Kodiak. I love that bow. That's the one I shoot the best. I also have a 1966 uh, Bear Kodiak Magnum. Uh, that is currently having a grip modification. Um, I'm, we'll talk about some of that stuff too because I, I, I'm not afraid to modify grips and sand on stuff to make it fit my hand better. And I have a 1966 also, it just happened to be a 1966 um, Bear Grizzly, also doing a grip modification. So uh, not a necessarily a Bear Archery fanboy or anything like that. It just happened to be that I ended up with three uh, Bear Trad Bows. And my, uh, my compound is a 2011 Elite Pure. And I'll talk about all these things in future episodes. I just wanted to kind of set the stage, uh, set the tone of what this podcast is going to be about. Uh, what else have I done? Let's see. Oh, I want to throw a big shout out, by the way, before I go any further, to, uh, to Jason Samkowiak at uh, Traditional Bowhunting and Wilderness Podcast. He's uh, kind of, in my, in my mind... Uh, I've been listening to him for years. There's a, there's a lot of traditional po- uh, podcasts out there now, but he's kind of like the OG of uh, traditional um, archery uh, podcasts. And uh, I pick his brain a lot. We've never actually met, but we've talked on the phone a bunch. We've te- you know I text him all the time, ask him random questions, and he's been an incredible help. Now, one of the other inspirations, obviously, is the fact that he does his out of his car. And if you ha- haven't noticed... Um, this sounds like I'm driving in a car. It's because I am. Like I said, I've, I'm, I've got a 20, 25 minute commute to work. And, uh, you know, the audio quality isn't stellar. But, you know, I think if you have something important to say, if you have something good to say and put out a good, clear message, then people will listen. At least I hope that that's the case. And maybe down the line, you know, I can afford, uh, you know, a little better recorder or something like that. Uh, but for the time being, it's just going to be me in my car and talking about things that are important to me that, uh, that, that, that I feel, you know, that should be talked about. Not necessarily because I really like hearing the sound of my own voice, but I do, uh, you know, I do think I can put a unique spin on, uh, on, on certain things. So I think that's going to be it for now. Oh, one more thing. We I do have a YouTube channel also called Bowhunting Soul. I'd love for you guys to go check that out. Talk about a lot of the same stuff in there, but um, you know we're, we're not necessarily gonna you know overlap on on certain things, but we might. I might be able to get into a little more detail uh, 
uh, more in depth on th- on certain topics in in the podcast. And obviously, with the uh, with the YouTube, it's more visual, and you may be able to see some concepts a little bit better. So please go and and check that out. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Leave comments. Uh, do all that kind of stuff. And uh, also have a Facebook group, also called Bow Hunting Soul. Uh, it's a pretty fledgling group. I'm pretty much, you know, me and a, a few others are the only ones that really kind of post on there right now. Um, it's relatively new. It's only got, a, you know, less than a few hundred members, I think. But, um, you know, I like that community uh, to grow. It's mostly just another outlet for me to post things and, 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 and post videos and uh, direct, uh, you, know, you know, put in links and, and things like that to uh you know to videos or anything else i've done like anything else i've done or uh other uh uh, other facebook groups so go check that out i'm gonna try and do these um podcasts you know once a week i'd love to be able to get on that schedule we'll see uh between travel and and life and everything else i'm gonna try and commit to that and uh, I'm going to try and make this as informative and fun. Uh, I, I'm not going to guarantee that this is going to be a PG or G-rated um, uh, as far as language goes. I will try to keep the F-bombs down to a minimum, but uh, no guarantees. I'm probably not going to go through and, and edit any of that stuff out. You're not going to hear any kind of silly beeps or anything like that, um, pretending I didn't say what I just said. But sometimes I do tend to get a little passionate and a little uh, animated about a certain things, about certain things, and... Um, it certainly comes out <laughs> when I, uh, when I talk. So I don't know what the next episode is going to be about. We're going to, uh, put this thing out and I'm just trying to feel my way as far as, uh, distributing, you know, distributing this thing and editing, editing this thing and, uh, we'll see where it goes. So thanks for tuning in. Go check out the other stuff I talked to you guys about and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks.